Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. It's Wednesday. Here it is. Yep, here it is on <laughs> Text Talk. It is October the 19th, year of our Lord at 2022. Not quite sure what to say next. All things going according to plan. I think I'm in Columbia, Tennessee tonight, uh, preaching at the Jackson Heights Church of Christ. So if any of our Text Talk listeners are in the area, come out and see us tonight. Well, that'd be cool. I hope you get to meet a few people. I think all the information you need for that event is found at a website called www.thebibleway.org. Well, there you go. There you go. There you go. Of course, if you want to know more about us... Yes. ChristiansmeetHere.org. That's right. <laughs> and there's a lot of good information on that good. website also. <laughs> Absolutely. Not to be confused, but hey, I hope that's going well for you. And, and probably at Livingston, uh, all things going according to plan, there'll be some Bible classes yeah, for all ages Bible here tonight. classes for all ages At Livingston, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Let's talk about Psalm 60. Okay. Let's keep on. I'm going to read from the Lexham English Bible. I realize we've made it in a, a month or two, and we haven't read from the Lexham English Bible. Love yet. our Lexham. So here we go, Psalm 60. For the music director, according to Shushan Eduth, a mictum of David, to teach when he fought Mesopotamia and Aram Zobah, and Joab returned and struck Edom in the Valley of Salt, 12,000 persons. O God, you have rejected us. You've broken us. You've been angry. Restore us. You've made the land quake. You have split it open. Heal its fissures because it totters. You have shown your people hard things. You've given us wine that staggers. You've rallied those who fear you round a banner out of bowshot so that your beloved ones may be rescued. Save by your right hand and answer us. God has spoken in his holiness. I will rejoice. I will divide up Shechem and portion out the valley of Sukkoth. Gilead is mine and Manasseh is mine. And Ephraim is the helmet for my head. Judah is my scepter. Moab is my washing pot. Over Edom, I will cast my sandal. On account of me, O Philistia, raise a shout. Who will bring me to the fortified city? Who will lead me to Edom? Have not you yourself rejected us, O God, and not gone out with our armies, O God? Give us help against the adversary, for the help of humankind is futile. Through God we will do valiantly, and it is he who will tread down our enemies." There's a part of this psalm that just makes me want to open up the back of my Bible where I've got some maps printed because it's a little bit of a geography lesson for us uh, as you start, uh, you know, working through some of those names and even our discussion so far. Um, you know, what I've enjoyed about the talk is how when you're discussing um, the Syrian armies in Mesopotamia, you always raise your hand up above your head so that I can appreciate you are talking north of Israel. <laughs> and and then when you talk about the fighting going down in the Valley of Salt, you put your hands down low because that's in the Dead Sea region and that's the southern portion of Israel. But, you know, if you didn't have a map right in front of you, you probably wouldn't know that. You might want to get one. <laughs> you yeah. might want to get one for the for reading of this psalm. There is so much um, attention paid to the land, Edwin. Uh, unless you're driving yes this that would be if you're you're driving pay attention to the road (laughs) pull over to the side of the car yeah (laughs) yeah well there is there there's this geographical section right in the middle of the psalm with exultation i will divide up shechem and portion out the vale or valley of sukkot gilead is mine manasseh is mine ephraim's my helmet judah's my scepter moab is my wash basin edom upon edom i cast my shoe over philistia i shout in triumph I was reading from the ESV 
there. But yeah. yeah, all of this geographical markers, and of course we've already said the battles happening up north and then the mm-hmm. battle happening down south, which gives us a picture of just the entirety of the nation. Yeah, the entirety of all the land. And so you, you've got regions of the land, like where the tribe of Manasseh is living and so forth. Uh, and But then the enemy nations uh, as well, the people of Moab and the people of Edom. Uh, the people of Philistia. I mean, these are, these are people groups kind of intermingled within land at different times. Now, while this can be a great geography lesson as we go look at it on the maps and we can see... See who the players are, right? North and south and east and west. We, we've got this land that's on the east side of the Jordan and land that's on the west side. And then, of course, Manasseh's tribe, their land was on both sides. Both sides of the river, and wasn't it? And we've got Judah and Ephraim, who are the big players there on the west side. Mm-hmm. Certainly a lot of great things about geography that we can learn there. But I do think this little paragraph Mm -hmm. is supposed to be the hinge. Mm -hmm. Again, we don't know why. David apparently doesn't know why God did not go out with their armies against Edom, where Edom apparently had some great victory in the south. We still don't know why. We can only speculate. Maybe something wrong was done, or, or maybe this is just kind of the natural way things God were. Uh, war works and God let it happen that way. Yeah, we, we just the, don't know. The time and chance or take us all idea. But what is it that allows David to go from, you're angry with us, you've abandoned our armies, you didn't go with us, to the end where he is utterly confident God will go with them, that they're they're about to go, now we're going to attack, now we're going to go fight this foe, we're not going to rely on men, we're going to rely on you, and mm-hmm. we will do valiantly because of you. What What is the hinge? I think it's this paragraph, because notice how it begins. It begins by saying, God has spoken in his holiness. In verse 6, yes. God has spoken in his holiness. God okay. has said something, God has shown something, God has promised something, and in this paragraph, we get the picture of what it is that God has said. Okay. And it's based on God saying this mm-hmm. that David gets to the end of the psalm where he has the faith that they're going to have victory. Well, then that makes us say, okay, well, what was it God said? <laughs> what did so, God say? What did God say there? And it, it's marked off in that that way in my Bible as well, that verses six through eight is a quotation. So from God. From God. Or the Lord is speaking, God. attributed to God. And that's where we get a little bit of our geography lesson. And so the message seems to be that that this is all God's property. All God's property. It's all God's land. He's What he's uh, not doing, though, he's not quoting. There's no scripture we can go to. We, we can't go find some other verse in the law in the prophets, in any of the writings where God has stated this. Mm -hmm. So David's not quoting God, at least not if he's quoting God, it's it's some revelation he had separate from what we have recorded in Scripture as a prophet. So he's not quoting Scripture. However, what he is doing is summarizing the message of Scripture. Mm -hmm. And I think in two ways. Let me the, the very first one is actually tied up in the use of Sukkoth and Shechem. Okay. Because in Genesis chapter 33, remember that Jacob is Mm -hmm. coming from Paddan Aram. He's coming from 
Aram. Aram. Aramia. He is coming from that region that's up in the north. Yeah. He's coming back to the promised that land. sounds a lot like the word in the title to this song. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yes, it okay, does. I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. Jacob is coming up from the north. Mm-hmm. He is coming back when he was with Laban. He is coming into the promised land. Do you remember who he's worried about facing when he gets to the promised he land? He is very concerned about facing his brother Esau because he had cheated him. Yes, and Esau <laughs> is the father of which nation? Father of the Edomites. Okay, so here's our picture. In in the history of Israel, Israel the man came from Aram, mm-hmm. came from Paddan Aram. He came from yeah. up in that region. He came down. He's worried about facing Esau. Right. Okay. Now, in Genesis chapter 33, he gets to Esau, and Esau does not kill him. Yes. Esau actually leaves the land and leaves room for Jacob. And then in Genesis chapter 33 and verse 17 and 18, but Jacob journeyed to Sukkoth and built himself a house and made booths for his livestock. Therefore, the name of the place is called Sukkoth, which means booths. Okay. And Jacob came safely to the city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan on his way from Paddan Aram. And he camped before the city. When God made room for Jacob in the face of Esau, where did Jacob go? Sukkoth and Shechem. And that's exactly what we find here in Psalm 60 and verse 6. God has spoken in his holiness with exultation. I will divide up Shechem and portion out the veil of Sukkoth, reminding us of this former time when God made room for Israel in the face of Esau or Edom. Edom. So I think that's the first one. Mm-hmm. David is saying, look, you've done this before. We've been facing a fear against Esau or against Edom, and you provided a way. I know yeah. you're going to do it again. Yeah. And then as we keep moving on, Gilead is mine, Manasseh is mine, Ephraim is mine, Judah is my scepter, Moab is my wash basin, Edom and Philistia. All of these things, like you said a moment ago, God is asserting ownership. Yeah, I mean, and I appreciate too, when you read verse seven, you got Ephraim as the helmet of my head, Judah the lawgiver. And these are places of esteem and God is using them in his land, in his sovereignty, and this all belongs to him. And then these enemy nations like Moab, Edom, well, they're in a very different relation, aren't they? Because Moab's called the wash pot, mm-hmm. and Edom gets to catch the shoes. <laughs> I yeah. take off my shoes and I cast them. Yeah, like the cast slave who has you. to wash the feet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's the role that these other nations surrounding Israel take. Take in the face of Israel. So Edom has had a victory. We don't know why, but what David is saying is, this is what I know you've said, God. You have pointed out that all of this is yours. Yeah, It doesn't belong to the Edomites. It doesn't belong to the Moabites. It belongs to you. And if we go back up to that very first statement, when he talks about dividing Shechem, and then we mm-hmm. get to where we mentioned Gilead and Manasseh and Ephraim and Judah, there is a point in Israel's history where the land got divided. It did. And that was, of course... Well, in the days of Solomon's son, right, with Rehoboam, Jeroboam? No, no, no. I'm not talking about that division. I'm talking about before that. Oh, oh, okay. Where the land, when, when in the, they came in. In the days the, of the conquest, yeah, you mean. Yeah, in the and days it's of the conquest. And it's a portion out to the different tribes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was... I was trying to get you to read my mind there. That didn't quite well, work. That was tough. Well, and, and because in that divided kingdom era, you know, Ephraim becomes synonymous with the northern it tribes does. and does. Judah with the, yeah. with the southern tribes. I'm actually talking about the original division when it was divided among the tribes with yeah. Joshua. And that that's because why, why was Israel able to divide up the land among the tribes? Because yeah. it is God's land. God gave it to them. And that's the key. Yeah. God gave them the land. So what Edom has done is they've come in and they've conquered some of the land that God gave Israel, that God distributed to Israel because this land is God's. 
And also because Edom is God's. And also because Moab is God's. And also because Philistia is God's. Mm -hmm. And of course, the Philistines actually lived in Canaan. Right. And so are being kicked out. But, but the whole point behind all this is that David is saying, I know what your promises are. You promised us this land, and all of this land is yours. You promised it to us, so I know you're going to give it to us. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you didn't go out with our armies, but I know what you've promised us, so we're going to take them on, and I'm going to double down asking you to go with us this time. Yeah. And, that you know, the beautiful thing we learn in the title is evidently he did go with him because Joab has this incredible victory and yes. smites 12,000 uh, Edomites. Absolutely. And, of course, you know, real quick, we've, we've got here in the psalm, it's Joab. Yeah. But in the historical records, in one place it's David, and in another place it's Abishai. What we get here is a little bit of the chain of command, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. Abishai is under Joab, who's under David. And so it's one of those things where when Abishai does it, but it can also be attributed to his superior, right. Joab, Joab. But it can also be attributed to his superior, David. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when Abishai is working, he, uh, he conquering, he's conquering on behalf of Joab and David. When Joab is conquering, he's conquering on behalf of David. Yeah. And so we see this happening with all three of these. But the, the really powerful thing is what they're doing is standing on God's promises. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why David is offering this prayer. He's standing on the promises of God. And so maybe this psalm should not be sung to the tune, The Lily of the Valley. Maybe we should sing it to the tune of Standing on the Promises. I I don't know, but we're going to get it into one of those songs. Maybe. And maybe we'll have a new tune tomorrow. Uh, send us an email, uh, text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Let us know what you're learning from the psalm. If you've tried to sung this to any of the uh, tunes that you know, we'd, we'd like to know how that worked out for you. <laughs> uh, but uh, we'll have a word of prayer together. Our great God and Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this time in your word. Certainly we have been encouraged, Father, that that all of the land, all of the world, all of the creation, it, it is yours. And how precious it is to be a child of God through Christ to know that we are heirs of great things to be a part of your family. And we pray, Father, that we might always trust your promises as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna, Christ is captain of the mighty throne.